0: From the blue waters of the Chesapeake Bay to the hills of Tennessee, the Sons of Saturday are back in action. We got Grayson Wimbish in Los Angeles. We got Billy Ray Mitchell in Atlanta. I'm Pat Finn. Boston. He's in Boston right now. Globetrotter. I'm Pat Finn. I'm I'm coming at you live from Arlington. Boys, how are we doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great, Patrick Finn. How are you, man? Doing Good. Doing good. Let's jump into a haiku. But first of all, right before we do that,
0: this hi- Hokie Haiku is brought to you by PMSI. That's Pest Management Services Incorporated. And they are the official partner of a variety of sports franchises that we know very closely. First and foremost, the Hokies, but also the Capitals, the Wizards, the Redskins, even those Ravens, and uh, uh, among others. Proudly serving Virginia, West Virginia, and Western Maryland, and also having offices in Ashburn, Winchester, Blacksburg, and Fairmont, West Virginia. Ooh. If you got, if you got vermins, if you got roaches, if you got mice, if you got rats, if you got uh, Cavaliers, Hurricanes, Mountaineers, what have you, that you need to get the heck out of your home because they are invading. Oh, call PMSI. They'll come in. They'll do an inspection, and they'll get those things the heck out of there, so you can live a calming, peaceful life. Grayson,
1: <laughs> hope right. thank you, PMSI. Thank you, PMSI. Uh, Pat, first off, let me um, let me say I love what you did there with the intro, taking a look, taking a page out of Bill Ross' book a little bit. But I will say you uh you changed it there at the end and and I'm kind of glad you you know I'm kind of glad you did I didn't want uh, Bill Roth to come hit us with like a copyright strike or something um but anyway on to the Hokie haiku today the Hokie haiku comes from Co- at coach Holmes, and he writes tap back in the bird 757 gets help foo wants to win now coach Holmes. Yeah. And right, for those who don't know, Tap being back in the Berg—that he is referring to Daryl Tap, who is now a defensive assistant, on defensive coordinator. Excuse me, not until Bud Foster retires uh, is officially done after the bubble. Future defensive coordinator Justin Hamilton staff. So, um, thank you at Coach Holmes for the Hokie High Q submission. That was uh, very, very beautiful. Don't
2: you, got you think Tapp. So, tap. tap is on tap.
1: Tap is on tap in, in Saxburg. Um, guys, moving forward, speaking of Saxburg, um, you know, it is officially week two without Hokie football. How how are we feeling boys? It's, it's been a while. You, you miss it. It's like a long lost girlfriend. You know, you kind of miss her a little bit. I'm, I miss her a whole lot. I miss my Hokie football. Um, I'm not completely devastated because I do know that we have, one more game left. How are you guys feeling, Bill?
2: I gotta tell you, um, so basketball hasn't wound up yet. I, I'm into the NBA a lot, Pat. I know you're not, but the timeline just isn't the same. I don't mean to sound like a social media uh, uh, addict here. I do love my uh, my intake of, of the Twitter sphere, and um, I do love my Hokie football. I've missed that, um, but there's so much going on in Hokeyland with uh, with the hires. Mike Young is doing his thing. Uh, the Prokies are balling out. We're going to talk a little Edmonds Bowl later. There's so much going on. So, um, but it is sad to see football uh, slowly winding down here. Uh, I can't believe the end of the season is, uh, is already upon us. So uh, it's been crazy. Pat.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's really upsetting. I texted my buddies from Section 5, Dave and Bryce. They get shout-outs every episode. Section 5 gets shout-outs every, every episode. I said, I, I miss you guys. I miss seeing you guys in Section 5 every Saturday. And, uh, you know, it's it's tough. But, you know, there are a lot of things that kind of fill the void without, you know, live Virginia Tech football You know, it's recruiting, we got Joe Burrow and Heisman stuff, we got Army and Navy, like, you know, it's not all over yet. We got bowl game prep, and we got Mike Young, and we got the other sports, other hooky sports, too, so that's cool. But I got some cool news that I need to share with you guys here at the top of the show. My younger sister, Kathleen, was accepted to Virginia Tech Friday. Let's go! (laughs) Huge news! Huge news. Uh, Opened up the portal, not the transfer portal, the acceptance portal Mm. at 5 o'clock Eastern on Friday. And uh, that was some big time news. We were very excited. Of course, uh, you know, I see a video of my dad posting uh, Enter Sandman and she's jumping up and down. And uh, yeah, she's going to be one of the future Class of 2024 Hokies in Lane Stadium next fall. So. Very excited. Congratulations to Kathleen. Congratulations to all of the VT 2024 uh, incoming Hokies. You guys are in for the best four years of your lives and uh, could not be more proud.
1: Mm. So and I will say this. Yeah. I will say this. For those of you out there who are listening right now who might have gotten deferred or waitlisted or whatever the case, be patient. It's all right. Everybody relax. You're going to be okay. Congrats to everybody who got an early decision, but just because you might have gotten deferred does not mean you were out or down for the count. So I just want to put that out there. Um, but huge congratulations to Kathleen Finn. Another Finn is a Hokie. God.
0: Four more years. So, uh, boys, I know we were very excited uh, because a spectacle, one of the better traditions of college football, occurred this past Saturday. Billy Ray Mitchell, tell us about Army-Navy And, uh, you know, bring us in here.
2: First and foremost, woke up Saturday morning to a Go Army Beat Navy text message from the West Coast. Uh, I was surprised to see that uh, Grayson rolled out of bed before noon Eastern time to fire that text message over. But that's what we call commitment. Um, So shout out to him for that. But I got to say, something that really drives me crazy is I'm uh, I'm always game for a nice little army Navy's boring. Army-Navy is not important. Army-Navy is just whack argument. I love I love just bathing in that stupidity when people, when people try to put that argument forward. There's nothing like it. I've been to Army-Navy. Uh, I went last year. I didn't go this year. Uh, but there's no environment like it. Um, and another thing just to touch on, a lot of people hate the triple option. And uh, Parcel tweeted about it. <clears throat> he said that watching the triple option when Georgia Tech is not running it is actually poetry. And it really is. A lot of people are like, why doesn't Army and Navy graduate and start running, uh, you know, spread, start throwing the ball more than six times, Army threw the ball six times, and they lost by multiple scores. And the reason why is because the triple option really gives you the opportunity to compete regardless of what your size is. Uh, It's football at its purest form. It's your, you need to be on your P's and Q's all day. Um, Everything is reliant on every man getting a hat on a hat. It's physical football. It's one of the hardest hitting games you'll see all year, every year. And the pageantry is second to none. And that's what gives Army and Navy the ability to hang with the Michigans of the world, hang with the Notre Dames of the world, and, and uh, really maximize the talent they have on the field. So just keep that in mind. And also keep in mind these young, uh, these young men playing in the game are uh, hanging up the cleats, hanging up their shoulder pads, and they're not going to sit behind a desk. They're going to serve the country. And it really is just an unbelievable and beautiful atmosphere and a,
1: uh, just a beautiful event in general. Um, Grayson, you want to add on to that? Absolutely no. There's there's so much uh, rich history in the game. This this year was the 120th time the Army Navy game had been played, and you know here at Sons of Saturday we do have some individual ties to it. Bill's younger brother Jackson, aka Stacks and Stacks and Mitchell, uh, actually uh, plays for Navy. Uh, was on the field on on Saturday, and uh, one of my closest childhood friends is a recent graduate of West Point. Uh, shout out to John Stockdale. He's a 2018 graduate um, and is, is now a second lieutenant in the United States Army. Mm. Um, so it's 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 really, really cool to, uh, to know somebody who had to be at that game for all four years of his collegiate experience. And a lot of people may not realize this. Everybody, every member of the Naval Academy, every student currently enrolled there, every student currently enrolled at the United States military Academy, they have to attend the game. It's mandatory. They got to go. It's, it's so cool. Just the history of like the, the singing second, the team that wins sings their alma mater second, uh, or their army or Navy branch song, excuse me, second. Uh, The president shows up every year, which is, which is really cool regardless of your political affiliation. And then the fact that it's, Uh, in, in just such a cold environment, it snows a lot. It's usually like a wet and rainy type of game. It's such a a neat environment and, and how fitting that some of the toughest men and women, uh, are standing out there in the cold, uh, watching football. And then some of the toughest, most brave young men are out there on the field playing it. Um, so it's just a, an awesome game. Um, Navy broke a three-year streak this year. Uh, by beating army navy at one point held a very very long streak over their over the nights but bill you were tweeting on saturday about uh about a certain player for for the goats Who, who are you tweeting about that kid malcolm
2: perry is a absolute stud did whatever he wanted to do he was absolutely awesome uh, completely controlled the game, was absolutely unstoppable. It's crazy because his freshman year, he was the little dude out there running around, super undersized, um, but absolutely fearless. Um, and 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 Grayson, just to kind of compile on what you were saying before, the uniforms are always awesome for the Army Navy. every single year. Nike and Under Armour does it right for that game. Yeah. Um, and also. Every time, even before my brother went, the the CBS Sports intro, the pre-roll that they do is absolutely amazing. Tugs at the heartstrings, kind of brings everything into perspective. Whereas Pat likes to say, "Zoom out." He you take a little zoom out here and, and realize what we're watching. Pat, what are your thoughts on uh, on Army Navy here?
0: Yeah, you got to zoom out a little bit. Um, I think Hokey fans really should have a, an appreciation. Uh, for the army Navy game, you know, we have the Corps of cadets and they play such a integral role in the Virginia tech experience. Um, you know, have a lot of friends who were, um, specifically in army, um, had friends who were Navy too, but most of them, uh, most of my cadet friends were army Shout out to the Ranger company boys. But, um, you know, it's just a, it's a, a very special thing when, um, These guys are going out and they're going to serve our country and we have that appreciation as Hokies. Um, Definitely going to be be putting that one on the bucket list. Tickets are very expensive to Army, Navy, but uh, it's got to be on the bucket list.
2: Pat, it's in New Jersey uh, for my brother's senior year. So we'll see if we can stockpile some tickets there, get you there. Um, It's going to be in Meadowlands. That'll be great. Um, Yeah, second to none environment, second to none tradition, um, and just absolutely wonderful to watch. Uh, no other game played at that time. But, guys, what's going on in Hokeyland, Virginia Tech football. Let's talk about that a little bit. Huge news. Caleb Farley will be back on the team next year, which is super exciting. Um, still recovering from that back issue. We're going to see what his availability is going to be uh, moving forward for the Belk Bowl versus the Wildcats. Stay tuned. That preview is coming. But, Pat, talk to me about a little bit of the he- uh, Hokey headlines here.
0: Mr. All-American Caleb Farley, who actually was not recognized as an All-American in the AP, so he's probably returning to get that <coughs> distinction, but also because he wants to win a championship. Him and Jermaine Waller are going to be the best uh, DB combo, best quarterback combo in the conference next year. So that rules. But uh, additionally, we got we got Jay Ham filling out his staff. Daryl Tapp is coming on as a defensive assistant, not really having a, a specialization yet. Maybe he'll specifically uh, coach defensive ends. Um that's still a little bit unclear. But J Ham, we're looking at his Twitter bio. And D Cunna, David Cunningham, pointed this out to all of us the on on the Twitter sphere the other day. G- Justin Hamilton's Twitter bio says, Father, husband, VT DC in 2020, dot dot dot. Until then, dot 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 Buds, still all caps. The man. hashtag Hard, smart, tough. hashtag LPD. hashtag This is home. hashtag DBU.
2: hashtag so Heavy. That, hashtag Hamilton. Awesome.
0: hashtag Hamilton. So uh, Daryl tapp is on board. Tracy Clay's, uh, one of Jerry Kill's close friends uh, from Minnesota and Wazoo. He's on board as linebackers coach. Um, so that's big.
2: Can I talk about Tracy Clays for a second?
1: Just just a yeah, second. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just a second. Why don't you just go right on ahead?
2: Something that bothers me, again, is, um, is everybody, again, everybody's all upset. I get it. Like, there's no Hokie football on. You can't complain about uh, Coach Foster not blitzing on third down or Coach Nelson running jet sweeps. So you have to find something else to be absolutely infuriated by. And what we're infuriated by is, is Tracy Clay's uh, visual appearance, apparently. We're all upset and we base his ability to recruit and his ability to coach based upon his Getty images located on Google Images. And let me just say that that is absolutely moronic and just dumb and I don't understand what the issue is here. If you just go on your little computer machine here and you type in Tracy Clay's and you look at his uh, resume here with the cap, with the little French accent, uh, you can see here All the way back from Santa Fe Trail High School, he was a co-DC and then went to Saginaw Valley State as a D-line coach. Then he was a DC. He has DC experience at Emporia State, Southern Illinois, Northern Illinois in 2008 and 2010 when they were winning a whole lot of games. Uh, Was a DC there and then went to be the DC at Minnesota and then was the assistant head coach at Minnesota. And you all love Jerry Kill. So if you love Jerry Kill, how do you not love Jerry Kill's assistant head coach? It makes no sense. He's got he's got great resume here. He uh, has some head coaching experience here at Minnesota as an interim. Um, I'm all in on Tracy Clay's regardless. I'm fat. I believe in myself to go in and make great phone calls uh, at my technology job. It has no bearing on how heavy I am or how much my seat squeaks when I sit down. I'm a likable guy. People buy CloudCom from me all the time. has nothing to do with what my LinkedIn photo looks like. So can we all just zoom out? and understand what we're talking about.
1: Pat, sorry. Hus- Husky boys, FTW. I'm with you, Bill. Yes. I relate to that on a spiritual level. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, well, listen, in terms of Tracy Clay, this is all I got to say. He coached with Mike Leach and I love Mike Leach. Love we all love Mike Leach. Leach. They, they did part ways due to what we in Hollywood like to call creative differences. <laughs> um, so, They uh, had a little bit of, I think, not bad blood, but they didn't necessarily agree on how to run the defense um, and how to make it better. So he ended up resigning from his position there at Wazoo. But uh, anyone who can coach Mike Leach, I'm a fan of. And anybody who can coach Jerry Kill, you know what? We love Coach Kill already in Blacksburg. I'm sure we're gonna love Coach Clay's. I'm not sure I would uh, trust Mike Leach's opinion on his defensive strategy
2: if you just go back and look at the uh, amounts of points that Washington <laughs> has given up in their uh, in their past. But I mean, hey, we do love Mike Leach. He gives great interviews, so you know. Whatever. There you go.
0: <sighs> so that's that's your uh, your skinny on Tracy Clay's, and then you're skinny. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Nice. That's what we call a inverse pun. Um, Daryl Tap. Daryl Tap. For those who do not know Daryl Tap, Daryl Tapp played at Virginia Tech 2002 through 2005, and um, he was an absolute beast on the Virginia Tech defensive line. He was incredible in the weight room. Uh, he was. He would take people's heads off, as Grayson said on the last episode and um, he was first team all acc his junior and senior year and this guy really embodied the lunch lunch pail Um, after his senior season bud foster actually gave him his own lunch pail because daryl tap worked so hard and he said i want everyone to be able to earn this from me and no one ever earned it his entire senior season so Looking at Jay Ham assemble this defense and watching uh, former players come back and you know really trying to assemble this wrecking crew from the early two thousands is, uh, is quite inspiring. Grayson, I wanted to ask you. I don't know if these two are uh, affiliated at all, but did you see Jimmy Willi- Jimmy Williams is on Twitter now? Do you think it has anything to do with? Justin Hamilton, you know, getting a big job and Daryl Tapp getting a big job and Jimmy Williams is just like, all right, you know, I want to interact with you guys from that awesome team in the early 2000s and, you know, just try to try to rehash it out and bring back some of that LPD that we've we've uh, been yearning for.
1: Honestly. I, I think it's awesome that that Jimmy Williams is on Twitter. Um, I would definitely love to see more of that. I, I think this could start a great wave of a bunch of those early two thousands players, guys like uh, Nolan Burchette and Macho Harris, and um, you know Jeff King and guys like that to get on get on the Twitter machine and start interacting with Hokies. I mean, I. I I don't know if what you're alluding to, Pat, is is Jimmy Williams going to have a position on Jay Ham's staff? I'm not sure. That's that's where where he was headed with that. I'm I'm not sure if that's what he's alluding to. Um, but Jimmy was a great player. He was a fantastic player for Bud Foster's defense. Probably one of the most talented defensive backs to ever play for the LPD. A little bit, uh, you know, had some. Problems there um, with after after the draft and everything after joining the Falcons. Don't want to get into that too much. It's not not really our business. But um, he's on Twitter now, and uh, Hokies always support Hokies no matter what. Uh, and so uh, I think I think it's really cool that these guys are emerging, guys that we kind of forgot about. The Chris Ellis's, the world, and the Vince Halls. Bring them back, man. We we got to have their support. I, I I definitely think that it seems as though. Virginia tech football with alumni relations, they only really reach out to the guys who have had illustrious NFL careers. And so many, so many talented players, uh, are now out in just the real world working normal people, jobs, nine to five, just like us. And, um, I think having them and hearing their voices is equally as important as hearing, um, you know, uh, the voice of cam chancellor, or Michael Vick or, or Tyrod Taylor. So, um, You know, I I think it's great, Pat. Good stuff,
0: guys. Well, um, you know, on that note, want to kind of pick up a little bit where we left off last week um, with some Texas to VT and some recruiting. Because this Texas to VT thing, Bo Davidson and Adam Lechtenberg and Coach Hamilton and everyone involved, they're just putting in a lot of work, a lot of trips to Houston. Uh, that area, it's really uh, something. If you told me six months ago, or even two months ago, that we were going to hammer the state of Texas and you know pick out some very talented players from the state, I would have said, "I mean, what are you talking about?" But here we are, and a lot of it has been uh, a lot of it's been defensive ends. Robert Rutan and Alec Bryant are both defensive ends um naquan brown he's not from texas but he's uh he's been tweeting about texas to vt he's been tweeting about us all week uh we picked up caden moore from pennsylvania who uh is an offensive guard he's the number two offensive guard in the country
2: shout out brock on the uh on the visit host great job
0: great job one Brock one, Hoffman. one for um, one justin beatles is a six six two thirty two 232 defensive end from georgia uh hashtag Hill Gaines. Get that guy in the weight room. Get that guy in Coach Hillgard's strength and conditioning program, and he is going to be a beast. Chris Coleman from Tech Sylvan actually referred to him as like a Chris Ellis. Just a built like Chris Ellis and a total athlete. Um, terrorizing offensive lineman And then uh you know, we have um we have some more guys. I mean Alante Brown, we saw him give us some attention. This guy Dwight McGuthern. Uh, another Texas uh, recruit said that if Alec Bryant commits, Dwight McGovern said that he'll visit in January after Alec Bryant commits, he'll plan an OV. So these guys are getting really fired up. Dwight McGuthern is a four-star cornerback, uh, 6'1", 180 from Spring, Texas. So we're, we're jumping in on Houston. We're, we're uh, making some offers to kids out of Austin and uh, – it's just exciting to see. It's very exciting to see. I know Wednesday is going to be very eventful with the early, the early signing day um, announcements here. It looks like Robert Wooten and Alec Bryan are all but in the boat. They've been tweeting at us all week. So this new defensive, uh, defensive line recruiting efforts, we're really going after the big boys. We're, go- we're going after the four stars, and uh, I'm loving it. Bill, you wanted to talk about something with these recruits. The Texas to VT movement is awesome. I absolutely love it, but there is one little caveat, or you know, an, an eyebrow raiser that might deserve a little attention from the Suns.
2: I'm going to call it how it is every time, and and my hesitance or hesitancy, or I'm not sure of the correct uh, verbiage here. My my hesitation um, with the Texas to VT <laughs> uh, movement at first was i saw the Hokie nation get me to 4000 followers hokey nation get me to 10000 followers and i was like "Yo, yeah, like what, what 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 are we doing here what is what, what are we doing we got the nick cannon like uh, up my tweet type deal here going on I'm not a big fan of it um, but you know what took a second zoomed out and i said you know what i got some gray hairs on my chinny chin chin maybe i'm old maybe i'm getting old here maybe like kids are just different nowadays Um, you know, I think, uh, everybody likes to, to harp on the, we get the undersized guys that come in here and lift weights and, and they're just tough, hard-nosed dudes. And look, these guys may be hard-nosed. These guys may be, um, the next Sam Rogers. Don't think so. But, you know, to get talented guys, you have to understand that the next generation of kid is very different. The things that they enjoy are very different. Um, so those are things that you just have to understand. But the TX to VT thing looks very real. Uh, uh, follow train aside, uh, huge fan of that. Uh, I will say some of you do look goofy, bending over backwards, uh, shouting out 15, 16, 17 year old kids to like follow them uh, and look at them retweet like rap battles and stuff. But hey, you know, more power to you. Whatever gets the kids in the building, whatever gets the kids to come and and ball out and wear that maroon and orange, do your thing. Um, that's fine. Um, so I think it's legit. It's different. I wouldn't do the file train, but I'm just, I'm just calling it. I'm just looking at what I see, talking about how I see it. Don't love the file train stuff guys, but I did follow the, I did, follow, I did favorite the tweet. So I did my part. <laughs> yeah. The, uh,
0: get me to 4k, get me to 5k. It, it's, it's kind of just a uh, me, me, me. Whereas I want you to come in and be a, we before me type guy, like, like Daryl tap. Um, you know, once we get you to 4K, it's like okay, get me to 5K. You know, it's like the work is never done. Whereas, you know, let's just be let's just be a team. We don't need to be individuals, but you know that be-
2: that is how it is. Being in the state of Boston, uh, or the state of Boston, the state of Massachusetts, the city of Boston. Ate at Union Oyster House last night. Um, it made me think of JFK, and JFK. I'm not going to quote it because I don't have in front of my face, but he said something about yeah, it's not about what your country can do for you. It's about what you can do for your country. So instead of it's not about how many follows Hokie Nation get you, it's about how many games can you win in the maroon and orange. And that's what I kind of want to <laughs> hear. Uh, that's kind of what I want to hear more of. So
1: um, whatever, Bill, you are, you are a patriot, my friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like I like I like to think so. But regardless, man, I think they're all super talented. I think they are OKGs for lack of better terms. By the way, shout out Brent. We're recruiting your state better than you are. So whatever. Um, but, hey, we're fired Oof. up about this. TX to VT. Let's get that thing rolling. Um, Pat, talk to you about the Edmonds Bowl. Edmonds Bowl popped off
0: last night. The Buffalo Bills circled the wagon around the Steelers. Steelers. Yin's has gone downtown. Watch the Steelers. 17-10 <laughs> at Heinz Field. I hate Heinz Field. Sorry, uh. Steelers fans. Terrell, Tremaine, and Trey. The three Edmundi. The first time three brothers played in a game since, I think it was 1927. And uh, that's just incredible. That's Big hats off. It. Hats off to Mr. and Mrs. Edmonds of Danville, Virginia. And, uh, you know, we really have to mention one of the funnier things about the Edmonds, Edmunds' Edmundses, Edmundi. Coach Beamer offered all three Edmonds at the same time after watching Trey Edmonds play basketball. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure the legend the legend goes that Coach Beamer had never seen any of these these fine young men play football. He just saw one of the brothers play basketball and said, "You know those guys look pretty good." <laughs> and said, "Here, here's an offer." And you know what? That's awesome. Good move <laughs> by you. Yeah, that's incredible. But uh. Tremaine and Terrell both led their uh, respective teams in tackles last night. So pretty cool. Uh, Tremaine ultimately will have the smack talk bragging rights uh, over the Christmas holiday if they see each other. But uh, yeah, just a very special moment. We love the brother combos that come through Virginia Tech, whether it's you know the Fullers or the Edmondses or the Gallows or the Warrens or the I'm going to keep going. Grayson, you got any for me?
1: um the Grimms. the grim brothers
0: yeah chad and cody Grimm. yep you got the
1: wangs yep that's right david and ed wang david um yeah uh well i i will say in terms of the Edmonds brothers uh you guys pretty much covered all the bases on um on the on the edmunds bowl but the Edmonds brothers. If you ever have the chance to to meet any of those boys, they're just five star, uh, five star young men. Absolutely. Uh, their parents have done a great job raising them. Um, I had a few classes with Terrell. Uh, just the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. Extremely humble. Uh, regardless of wh- regardless of what maybe the goal fronts that he likes to flash on game day <laughs> might say, he's extremely humble. So is uh, so is Trey, and uh, so is Tremaine. I mean, I've I've had the chance to meet all three of them, and just. Uh, just a great, great group of guys, really. And Bill, I mean, you played with all three of them, so uh, I'm sh- I'm sure that you can uh, that you can back that up tenfold. Stamp that, um, Pat. I-, I think you've interacted with them on more than a few g- occasions as well. So uh, can't say a bad thing about those guys, man. Um,
0: yeah, I-, I think I made all three of them Hokie Passports in my <laughs> uh, in my two and a half year tenure while being a student employee at Hokie Passport services in the student services building yeah they were they were great
1: (laughs) great guys man but hey anyway moving on from football we're gonna transition to uh the popcorn eating mike young hokey men's basketball so listen everybody um after the chattanooga game everybody on twitter was kind of freaking out like oh my gosh like why are we struggling against Chattanooga? Oh like God. everyone's freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. I'm like, guys, guys, Mike Young has got a hall pass for this entire season. I don't care. We could have lost to Chattanooga and I would not have bat- batted one single eye. I would have been like, guys, For I, I'll say this. We are playing so much better than we all expected us to play already. We're way ahead of schedule. Do you guys disagree with that? Like, literally, we beat Gardner Webb the other day. We started a little bit slow against them, beat them 73 to 46. Uh, and now, granted, Gardner Webb's not really a huge basketball school, but we're beating the teams that we're supposed to beat. Duke was a tough game. We're only going to keep getting better. We faced the Wahoos on January 4th. That's going to be a tough game, but. Uh, Wahoos don't want to talk too much trash. They're they don't exactly look like the same team from last year. That's going to be a big test for us. Um, we're a shooting yes. team. We're a three yeah. point shooting team. Like the like the games are going to go as we shoot, and it's
2: a young team that's put in a completely new offensive system. I, I don't pay any mind to the uh, to the gripes and groans of uh, of the basketball program. I think uh, we're doing a great job growing, and we're doing a great job getting better. I think Mike Young has done a great job instilling a culture and a work hard mentality. I got to tell you, we've mentioned this a couple times. I just love tuning into Mike Young post game. He's a great oh, listen. Oh, he's great. He's an awesome listen. Uh, he's extremely entertaining. And uh, like you said last, I think it was last episode, Grace and the kids just play really hard. Uh, they really like. They're having a lot of fun playing, and um, as we get into ACC play, we're going to learn a lot about this team. But. There, there are a few things that are obvious and that's the team plays hard. This is a great offensive system that is very difficult to stop. And we have a bunch of guys that can score the ball really, really well and a bunch of overachievers. So I think that's, um, I think that's
1: huge. Um, absolutely, man. No, they play for coach young. They, they play hard. Uh, I, th- I think young's gla- coach young is glad that he has uh guys like will be and PJ horn and Wilkins around to hold it down. And, uh, uh, Cabongo ball, even though he's a little banged up right now, we do have, I will, I don't want to say a cakewalk. We do have VMI on December 21st and then we have Maryland Eastern on December 29th before we play the Wahoos. Um, so Pat, do you, ha- do you have anything to add to this? I mean, you've been kind of quiet, but I know, I know you're the biggest Mike Young guy there is out there. Your profile picture is him rocking that orange polo, man. Come on. <laughs> what you got for us?
0: It's funny. I changed my Twitter profile picture to Mike Young in the orange polo with the uh, the Crokes from the Duke football game. We played Duke in football. I don't I don't remember what my I think my profile picture was like Bud Foster, and then we (laughs) lost to Duke in football. And I was just like, okay, Mike Young with the basketball team on the field, uh, repping the Hokies for Maui Invitational pictures. I'm taking that picture, and that's my new profile picture. It's been my picture since a d after Duke. <laughs> uh, ten and three. these Hokies should be ten and three uh, before we play UVA on the fourth of January in Charlottesville. That's going to be big. That's going to be a huge matchup. And uh, a couple <laughs> players who really have uh you know come a long way in the I guess we've played uh eleven games. Hunter Couture, not having him against Chattanooga, I think hurt us a lot. He's very aggressive on defense. And then, you know, he's, he moves the ball very well on offense, and he can hit the three. And we definitely benefited from him being back against Garner Webb. Tyrese Radford. This guy, not only does he share a last name of his head coach's hometown, go Bobcats, shout out to Radford High School, go Bobcats. <laughs> but also, he had a double-double the other day. He's incredible. He's a freshman, and then Jonathan Ogiako uh, also had a pretty nice showing against Garner Webb. So those are three guys who are newcomers to the program and uh, you know have really made an impact here early on, and you know are only going to get better. But Bill, you had a great experience earlier last week meeting up with some uh, some former Hokies. Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, so uh, you know, I try to as much as I can. I I gotta say this. uh, This may come off as corny, but um, I really like. I get a lot of joy seeing people that I I I care about succeed. Like I don't know if that that definitely doesn't sound corny, but um, nothing makes me at all. Nothing (laughs) makes me happier than seeing people that uh, you know you've shared time with, or gone through things with, or or care about um, excel in what they're doing. And uh, had a good opportunity for a couple of reunions here. In Atlanta, um, on this just past weekend, me and Mike Santeria headed down to Mercedes-Benz, uh, the Mercedes-Benz Dome, world-class uh, building, if you have not been there. Watched Joey Sly uh, do his kicker guy stuff, kick the ball through the poles, did a great job there. Team Automatic was knocking through 60 yarders uh, pregame and uh, was great the entire game. Uh, also got to link up with CJ Rivas so that uh, a couple days later, I believe it was on Tuesday, um, CJ Rivas and I headed down uh, and checked out Jalen Hudson, a real throwback from uh, the early Buzz Williams years, transferred to Florida and Justin Robinson were with the Capital City Go-Go um, playing basketball uh, and got to watch him play and grab a bite to eat. Um, they're both doing great. They're both in excellent situations. CJ is in an excellent situation. High spirits. Um, obviously, still love Virginia Tech. Have a lot of love for Blacksburg. Um, and if uh, if you haven't been following uh, this past game, J Rob was just called back up to uh, to the Wizards roster. He had ten and ten, and Jalen Hudson had twenty and seven in their game versus Lakeland uh, on the thirteenth. So they're both playing extremely well. A couple side notes on that. Um, Admiral Schofield, if he played if he played football, would have been an absolute terror at the University of Tennessee. Uh, this dude is going to break a collarbone at some point boxing out uh, in one of these games. He is just a monstrous human being. Um, but it was great to see all of them, and great to see them in high spirits. Uh, really happy for them, and uh, knowing everything that uh, J-Rob overcame at the end of his career. Jalen dealing with transferring and having to fit into a new situation and everything that CJ went through just to see them kind of still chasing their dreams and doing everything that they've uh, wanted to do their entire life has been uh, really rewarding. And I couldn't be happier for those, uh, for those three gentlemen.
0: Bill love that. (laughs) Love you seeing these guys succeed. I love seeing them succeed. I was pretty jealous. It's like a a wrecking crew, just hanging out, uh, catching up. But now it's time to talk about the wrestling, pokey wrestling, wrestling. presented by Sharkies, where good friends go. Can we give enough love to Sharkies? I don't know. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some menu items other than the California. Don't want to hear
2: California burger. Don't want to hear California
0: it. chicken sandwich and the Long Island iced tea, fellas. What else? Can we talk about at Sharky's wing and rib joint on Main Street?
2: I'll
1: kick these tater tots. (laughs) The tots tots at Sharky's wing and rib joint. By the way, it's where good friends go. In case you didn't know that, (laughs) man, those that that takes me back. The Saturday nights in Blacksburg, maybe after a hokey football game, and you're a little bit hungry because you haven't eaten since the tailgate, and you're like, "What do I, what do I? I, I, say, I don't want a California burger right now. That's too much, but I need something to help me wash this beer down." Uh-oh. These tots hit every single time.
2: They hit every single time. I gotta say something that I love to indulge in out of the old uh, Shark Arenos. I absolutely love the nachos. They come fully loaded. And it's not one of those situations where you get like a, a, a big old bag of Tostitos and they kind of like just sprinkle some uh, sprinkle some cheese on top. They get a good mound of the cotto. They get a good mound of the beef. They get a good mound of the cheese. Mix it all in there. The jalapenos, they mix it all in there. You get a good amount of that. Um, and got to say, the wings are great. I always go for the uh, Buffalo Ranch. That's my favorite flavor. That's my go-to. And again, got to do it every time. Shout out Kyle Spatz. Keeping the drinks full. Keeping the beer flowing. Keeping the tab low. Love you, Kyle Spatz. You are the man. Um, Pat, what is your your outside menu item?
0: Outside menu item (laughs) at the Shark Nation. (laughs) Uh, I got to go with the corndog nuggets whoa little underrated whoa. Whoa. little whoa. underrated i didn't even know they did those yeah that's right you're gonna know now next time you go to blacksburg get some corndog nuggets dx has them too maybe even a little cheaper dx but they're not served with mustard like they are at sharkies mm.
2: don't go on down there get the sushi at DX while we're on the topic. If you get sushi DX, you need to really reevaluate what you're doing. Um, just needed to float that out there. I know there are some folks that go out there and grab the California rolls from DX. Let's just not do
1: that.
0: Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> DX though. Love you, DX. The raps. But uh Shar- oh.
1: Sharkies is the official. <laughs> <laughs> like we're getting off track there, man. Yeah, boys. You're, right, you're right. Who are we All promoting right, right now?
2: <laughs> All right.
1: Anywho,
0: it's time to wrestle. We got a little wrestling update for the Hokies out there from our guy, AG, Austin Gable. Uh, Shout out. Joey Prada in Vegas. He's in 125 pound. He's uh, 125 is what he's wrestling at. And he had a great weekend in Vegas. Uh, He beat a couple of ranked opponents there, uh, including a guy who was ranked in the top eight nationally. So good for Joey, uh, placing fourth. And then Hunter Bolin uh, came in 185 and had a terrific showing. He came in third. He went five and one and uh, arguably the toughest weight uh, weight class in Vegas. His wins were pretty special. Um, and the only loss he had was actually avenged. So he lost um, early on to a guy from Northern Iowa and then be- ended up beating him in the third place match. So. Uh, Hunter Bolin is ranked in the top five nationally at his weight. That's 185. Hokie Wrestling next match is against Chattanooga. It's on the 21st. And, uh, you know, if you want to forecast some big-time wrestling, Moss Arts Center, February 8th versus Duke. Get your tickets online. Uh, Moss Arts Center is a crazy cool place to watch a wrestling match. We got, we got matches in Castle. We got matches on the mound. But we also got matches at Moss. So here we go. Get your tickets online against Duke. Uh, you can get them from Hokiesports.com wrestling, men's wrestling. And then, uh, you know, lastly here, Makai Lewis and Ty Walls. So both of them are wrestling in the Senior Nationals, which is a, a freestyle tournament. If you place in the top five of your class, you actually qualify for the Olympic trials. So we both know uh, or we all know that Makai Lewis and Ty are uh, – Trying to make the Olympic team, and uh, if they place in the top five, or I'm sorry, if they place at the top, they are earning their qualifications for the trials. So, best of luck to Ty Waltz. Best of luck to Mikhail Lewis, and uh, we'll be cheering for you guys. Grayson, I know you're really passionate about talking about this. Mister, we're gonna se- we're gonna segue our merry ways along because it is Christmas time.
1: Guys, here at the Sons of Saturday, we do like to talk about hokey sports, um, but we do, you know, we're going to kind of go off the beaten path here and talk about um, the holiday season. It is the holidays right now, whatever you celebrate, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, happy whatever you celebrate. But guys, today I want to talk about some favorite holiday traditions of ours. And some favorite holiday movies of ours. So, first off, do you guys have any like yearly holiday traditions that you do with your family or that you do individually? Something that you might have started, um, something that's super fun, something that kind of gets you amped up for the holiday season. Pat, you got anything? Uh, yeah, we usually watch the Hokies play in a bowl. I'm 25.
0: We've made it 27 years in a row. We're either, you know, we like to travel to the bowl game or we like to watch it all together at home, whatever that may be. We usually are always watching the Hokie Bowl game together. Knock on wood, man. That's like, we, we do take this bowl streak for granted. And in a, in a time where the bowls are kind of watered down because there's like, you know, 150 different bowls We got to We got to We got to embrace the fact that we made 27 straight. Other than that, you know, we do some small things, nothing too crazy that I'd really like mention on here that people would think is all, you know, exciting. I feel like my parents are going to listen to me saying that and they're going to be like, what the heck? You don't like our traditions? Well, no, we do. traditions. We usually go to New York City, um, you know, for a day or for a night and go to a show and go see the tree and that kind of stuff. But uh, you know nothing that's like super super crazy. We do we do uh, Christmas Eve at the Moldovans' house. Shout out Moldovans. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing too wild and crazy. Really excited to get home for uh, for Christmas though.
1: Well, uh, Couldn't agree more, Bill. What you got, man? what What do what the what do the Mitchells do around this time of year?
2: Well, damn, Pat. I guess you can just go ahead and say that uh, the Caucasian northeastern thing to do is to get on the NJ Transit and head up to New York City. And uh, catch a show and look at the tree. Uh, the Mitchell family does the same thing. Hop on the New Jersey Transit, uh, head up to the city, spend the day there. I remember um, me and my old man and Jackson were talking about this last time. We went up there uh, in eight, when I was in eighth grade. And uh, I was back when my ADHD was, was running wild. My ADHD was out of control, off the walls. And uh, I used to do this thing where um, I played like SWAT. On the on the train, and there are all these like angry angry folks in their suits, like walking around, and I'd be like bumping into their chairs, like holding my hand up, like like taking hostages with grown people, and my dad would be yelling at me and stuff, and and doing like parkour skateboard stuff. It was much cool. You had to be there to kind of see it, but at the you end definitely of day, had to be there. Definitely had to be there. Uh, but then we ended up getting stuck in um, in uh, Secaucus Junction. For those of you not in the Northeast, who not know what that is. But we were stuck there for four hours. Dad rolled up one of the uh, train schedules, and we played paper football on the floor of the Secaucus Junction until 6 in the morning. Um, That's awesome. But that is our Christmas tradition. The last couple years, Virginia Tech has been in a bowl game. Navy's been in a bowl game. So uh, it's kind of been in limbo, but we usually celebrate Christmas when everybody is home, whenever that is. Thankfully, this year, everybody will be home on Christmas. So really looking forward to celebrating that. And pretty much getting the whole week off of work. Uh, Christmas falling this week on a Wednesday, so um, so that's that's exciting. But Grayson, uh, you know, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. You're excited to talk about some movies. You're excited to talk about some cinema. So why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, lead us into this next segment here.
1: Well, first off, before I do that, Bill, I'd like to say my favorite oh, my tradition. My no, you're fine. My my favorite uh, Christmas tradition every year, my family goes to a Christmas Eve party at uh, at uh, the Schweikert's house. Shout out the Schweikert family. A bunch of families who barely really ever hang out with each other. We come together once a year and we go to this party. Uh, my brother pulls out the git fiddle. He put, pulls out the acoustic guitar. And uh, we we sing Christmas tunes. We sing a song called "Christmas Balls." Don't ask, don't tell. Um, just yeah, it's it's a whole bunch of fun. A lot of a lot of beverages of the adult variety. Ooh. A lot of cookies, Ooh. some meatballs. It's great, man. And then uh, Mrs. Schweikert, she makes this this whiskey punch, Ooh. and it is abs. Excuse me, bourbon punch, and it is absolutely out of this world delicious. So, cannot wait for that. Flying home to Richmond to see the family here on Friday, catching the red eye. But, boys, movies, man. <laughs> this time of year is so festive, uh, especially in the cinema department. There are so many great Christmas and holiday movies um, that uh, that have come out recently, and then there are just the classics of all time. I'm going to go around, just like we we just did. I want everybody's... Top three, if you can do that, top three favorite Christmas movies. And you don't really have to go into too much depth, but, yeah, you can give a little backstory maybe on why. But, uh, Pat, if you had to choose, top three favorite Christmas movies. And, and it doesn't have to be in any particular order either. Okay,
0: number one, it's got to be uh, Home Alone. Uh, Macaulay Calkin Cul- and Kevin McAllister, Buzz. Don't you know how to knock Flem Wad?
1: <laughs> Don't you mean Billy Ray Mitchell? Dude, Grace,
0: I'm Grace over this comparison.
1: Grayson thinks <laughs> Buzz from Home Alone is Billy Ray, which is actually hilarious. Go watch go the watch movie that. and tell me that that's not Billy Ray Mitchell. I'm sure Grayson will put a
2: side by side up on Instagram tomorrow morning so you guys can go <laughs> look at
1: that. No, I'm not going to do that. But thanks for the idea. It's great. <laughs>
2: um, number two,
0: Elf. What do you Elf? What's your favorite color? Uh, Peter Dinklage, who plays Miles Finch, a.k.a. Uh, Tyrion Lannister. P- Peter Dinklage, proud Del Barton alumni. Shout out, Del Barton. Um, and then Home Alone 2. Suck brick, kid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> those,
0: I mean, those, yeah, those are my three. Like Those, those are, are great
2: choices. Those are great choices. Bill, what do you got? All right, um... Home Alone fell just outside of the top three. They come in at four for me. But my top three is A Christmas Story. You'll shoot your eye out. Great movie. Love A Christmas Story. Pat, don't understand the head shaking. You know, let me preface this by this. I was attacked on, ho- on our Halloween episode for my choices. So I'm just going to go ahead and do what the kids are doing now when they take commitments. Hashtag my decision. Hashtag no interviews. Hashtag please respect my decision. Okay, so we're, I'm just gonna give you my top three here. Christmas Story comes in. Uh, I, they're not number one. Elf. Uh, ooh, he's an angry elf. Um, that one gets all people angry on the Twitter sphere whenever they say something dumb. I like to come back with he's an angry elf. And then honestly, <laughs> every year it seems like we get the internet crazies where people come in and try to take Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1960 and use it as some like political whistleblower like. Like, ploy. oh my god, <laughs> and it's like, it's like <laughs> this is just a great movie. Like, I loved the 1960s Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger. Used to have nightmares about that hairy, uh, abominable snowman guy, abominable, in it. Um, abominable snowman. yeah. I remember, uh, the Mitchell fam used to all get on the couch and watch that together. So, and a Charlie Brown Christmas is also great, obviously. Oh man, but one that isn't a Christmas movie, Island in the Sky, for those of you who love the Duke, love John Wayne. Uh, it's a great movie from I think the 60s or the, or the 50s about John Wayne and a crew of guys that uh, had a plane crash and are stuck in this huge winter storm. I, I watch that every Christmas time. Not too sure why. It's just a great movie. Love me some John Wayne. So Grayson, give me your top three, my friend.
1: You know, you guys you guys uh, have some stuff that's on my list and some stuff that's not. Top three is really, really tough. I will say yeah. I just growing up, I remember seeing it in theaters Number one, and I have to watch it every year, so it's got to be number one. If I don't watch it, it's not Christmas. Uh, It's Elf, man. Mm. Elf is a phenomenal film, directed by John Favreau, which, by the way, has one of the most impressive resumes in Hollywood. He's out here doing The Jungle Book and The Lion King and directing Iron Man 1 and 2, and now has created The Mandalorian. Okay, go off. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, no, Elf is is fantastic. Um, fun fact: Will Ferrell did not enjoy shooting that movie, mm. um, which might run it for you. But number two, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I love the Polar Express, man. Oh, I really? I really do love the Polar Express. Uh, I, I usually a recent tradition that I've started um, with my little brother is. After we get back from the Schweikert's house on Christmas Eve, if we're not too tired, we stay up and watch the Polar Express on Christmas Eve, which is dope. Um, number three, I'm just kind of gonna kind of. What's up? I wanted to say
0: how I saw on Twitter that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I saw someone on Twitter say that the the really annoying kid with a voice like this. <laughs> Someone posted a video or a picture of that guy and said, this guy definitely went to UVA.
2: <laughs> Wait, are we putting that in
1: there? Yes, we're rolling with this. This is staying. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys, guess what? You just you just caught us mid uh, Mid. – I'm not even going to call that a mess up. But anyway, that's hilarious, Pat. Uh, number three, I'm going to kind of do an A, B, and C here. Um, which isn't really fair, but I do love like the Claymation movies. I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I watched for the, the first time ever uh, The Year Without Santa Claus yesterday. My dad's probably going to kill me for that. Great movie, Heat Miser, Snow Miser. Uh, and then I love the Home Alone movies, man. Home Alone 1 and mm. 2. Screw Home Alone 3. Whoever thought that was a good idea should – Needs to fall down a well. Uh, If it if it doesn't have Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, I have no interest in it. Don't put that on my on my television screen this time of year on Freeform. I don't want to see it at all. Swan dive down a well. Angels with filthy souls. (laughs) Angels with filthy souls and angels with even filthier souls. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Um, and a so leave, it on the leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Who is snakes snakes got blown away. You
0: Johnny.
1: got it all wrong, Johnny. <laughs> anyway, guy, okay, so this, this poses two final questions in this category. What is a Christmas movie that you haven't seen that is like commonplace pop culture? It's all over mm. the place. Everybody else has seen it, but you have not.
0: Uh, there's a couple in here. I think Christmas with the tr- the Cranks is on there, and also It's a Wonderful Life. I haven't seen either of those. A
2: Wonderful Life for me as well. I am gonna watch it this year. Uh, my grandma and grandpa have been mad at me for a very long time for not watching that, so I will indulge in a Wonderful Life this year.
1: I agree. Uh, that's actually mine as well, which is crazy. My mom, it's been she she's wanted all of my my brothers, and my dad, and I to sit down and watch that movie, and I really. Coming home from California this year, I, I do want to make that happen for her and make that part of her Christmas present. I know it's chaotic this time of year, but I definitely want to do that with uh, with the mother. Um, and then, guys, one last question in this category. What is a Christmas movie that is very popular that you think is very overrated and you just don't see the hype around it. I'm going to start this one. Ooh. This is going to anger a lot of people out there who listen to the Suns. I'm going to go out here and say National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is the most overrated Christmas movie of all time. I do not find it funny. Chevy Chase sucks and I ha- I I don't like it. I don't like it. I it's I don't find it amusing at all. Cousin Eddie or whatever. Okay, he's all right. That's the only shining moment of that movie. I think it's so overrated. It's it it it's ridiculous. Pat, any any comments here? I stamp that,
0: which might uh, lose us some listeners. <laughs> it might. It might. I'm indeed. gonna. I'm gonna go with uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch. I am a huge advocate for the cartoon version, the Dr. Seuss v- yes. version of the Grinch. I absolutely love the Dr. Seuss cartoon version and I think the Jim Carrey version is just uh it's cheesy. I I it's just not right, guys.
1: Where are you
0: Christmas? Yeah, like that was that was not a song in the Dr. Seuss one. I want to hear not at all. It. You're a monster. <laughs> I wouldn't touch you with the, How many feet was the pole?
1: Eighty-nine-and-a-half-foot
0: pole.
2: Is that it? I think so.
1: Oh, boy. You guys have
2: had <laughs> exactly too much right. of Miss uh, uh <laughs> punch or whatever. Ms. Uh, Ms. Schweikert. Miss Schweikert. <laughs> Schweikert, yeah, Schweikert, I knew it was something, I knew it was something Polish or Russian. Come on now. Um, no, it's okay. Bill, what you got? My overrated one. You guys are going to be mad at me. People are going to be mad at me. Polar Express. I saw it in theaters. Um it just but didn't. Bill, Bill, why did not you like the movie, Bill? I just didn't like it. Look, at the end of the day, are you gonna come over and – We're gonna throw him off the back of the train. I've only seen I've only seen it once, and I saw it in theaters when I was little and had a pretty bad migraine. Um so maybe I'll give it another shot. I, I just I think it's because people like it so much, I'm just like, it's not really it didn't do it for me the first time I saw it. But maybe, maybe I gotta give it a second watch. I'll throw this last one in there. The Krampus is one of the worst movies that is I've ever seen, but it was so bad that it's like hilarious. There's a scene where the dude from Anchorman gets his arm blown off and and him getting his arm blown off and dying is like the funniest part of the movie. I saw it with Tyler Fitzgerald and we were stuck in Blacksburg for bowl season because that's just what you do when you're in Blacksburg when no one else is there. Um, We went and saw Krampus. Um, But nonetheless, guys, that was a ton of fun. Um, Please shoot us your uh, holiday favorites and let us know what you're thinking, but uh, it's time. For the letters of the lunch pail, we're gonna run through these. Um, so, question number one: We have a Beth Barnes daily double. Daily double. Beth Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Beth Barnes. First question: What have we learned about the Kentucky matchup so far? Grayson, give us the high level scope idea here. But just know that we are doing an in-depth review of the game. We're still watching the film. We're still Xing and Ozing it up. We're still taking it in, absorbing like a sponge. So give us some time to to take it in, but Grayson, what's the high level here?
1: Bill's right. We're still taking it in. We're still learning about this team. I don't know much about them, but I do know one thing: Lynn Bowden Jr. is a problem. He is officially a quarterback, a wide receiver, and a return specialist. And all all I'll say is, Hokie Nation, if you go take a look at his tape, he's a junior. He's going pro after this game. Props to him for playing in it. He, Y'all, this kid looks faster and more evasive and more shifty than Bryce Perkins does. Oh, boy. And all I'm going to say is our defense had better strap up and and get ready for him because Bowden is going to cause issues if we are not careful. We, we if anything, I hope we learn something from the UVA game because I'm not about to watch a mobile quarterback burn us twice. Or maybe I am. I don't know. But Lynn Bowden Jr., go watch his tape. I'm a little I'm a little worried. That kid's a star. He's a stud.
0: Yeah, that guy's going to be a problem, and I'm really hoping that we send our entire linebacking corps to go hang out with Carmen and Junie Cortez, because they need to be spies. We need these guys to be spy kids all game on this (laughs) Kentucky guy, because he is going to be an
1: issue. Spy Kids two, The Island of Lost Dreams though, like, are we talking Spy Kids three D? I'm gonna Spy go Spy Kids four beat Kentucky. <laughs> Spy <laughs> Kids four beat Kentucky. Okay. Uh, <laughs> question number two from Beth Barnes. We uh, we love our homecoming queen Beth Barnes. Would you trade any two of our 2019 wins in exchange for the 16th W versus UBA? A seven and five record. Assuming either way, the Who's go to the ACC championship game. If so, which games? And if so, why not?
0: I really don't love this question, Beth, <laughs> because it's so hard. Um, like I've been thinking about it all week, and I still don't know how to answer it.
1: It's tough. I mean, Beth, like you—you you threw us a, a boomerang here. Like this is a tough. Question, guys. I have my answer. I, I it came to me pretty much,
2: pretty much right away. So I'll I'll swoop in here. Uh, knight in shining armor. Um, I gotta say, I wouldn't change this year for anything. I think uh, the growth that this team showed, and just kind of the overall story of uh, of how this team battled back and and beating Pittsburgh in the rain, and and that was one of the best games I've ever been to. Um, going from the depths of of hell really with this program and and just all the negativity to turn around and and have an opportunity to go to the ACC championship and lose to a really talented UVA team. Would I have liked to beat them? Yes, Um, but to be honest, I think this team has learned so much and gotten so much better and and they were going to win at some point, and for for it to be this year, it's you never want to lose to them, but it's definitely going to light a fire under this young team and and get them invigorated. And I think we have a great squad coming back in 2020 um, that'll be seeking to have their best year yet. Um, that's my answer to this question. I don't know if if, if y'all feel differently though um, with the UVA game.
1: You know, short what? answer, Pat. You go ahead, man. You've been mulling it over.
2: Now that you say it like that, Bill, I'm going to agree with you.
0: I I think that. This season, the, the streak was bound to end eventually. Bryce Perkins was amazing. They won fair and square. They were a very talented team, and we're, we're going to use it as you know fuel to come back with a vengeance next year. Eight and four is still a great year. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better than seven and five as well. People will be freaking out if we went seven and five. Honestly, uh, people will be trying to burn down, uh, burn down Fuentes' whole regime if we were seven and five. Even if we beat UVA. So that said, yeah, I agree with you, Bill. And uh, on the UVA thing, guys, like, UVA beat us fair and square. Stop engaging with the UVA trolls on Twitter. And I just, it's annoying.
1: They're going to live in their head rent free.
0: They're going to try to beat us on Twitter. They're going to try to beat us on Twitter. Just let them do whatever they want. And uh, we'll come back and beat them next year. We'll beat them on January 4th. Mike Young.
1: My thought. Here, guys. I'll keep it short and sweet. um We've beaten UVA 15 years in a row. We haven't beaten Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech 15 years in a row. And let me tell you, I hate both of those programs. Pat Dar- Narduzzi makes my blood boil. <laughs> Paul Johnson isn't at Georgia Tech anymore, but I hate the Jackets, too. And you know what? I was sick of losing to those guys, especially after Pittsburgh beat up the beat the crap out of us last year. You know what? I wouldn't trade the UVA game. Street, Like Pat said, streaks are meant to be broken. They won fair and square. If it were some fluke, maybe my answer is different. But you know what? The way that we bludgeoned Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh makes me happy. We'll get that cup back. Like Trey Turner said, we're going to get our baby back. It's all right. Have your fun this year, Tues. You earned it. Congratulations, Beth. I hope that doesn't disappoint you, but I gotta keep the eight wins. And I think Pat's right, for Fuente's sake and Hokie Twitter's sake, we gotta keep the eight wins.
2: Next question, Grant Watson. Realistically, what are your expectations for next year? When the coastal, how many wins do you think we will have? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one. Um, I know that we like to do projections and 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 put like a a standard on what needs to happen next year, period. Like this is our expectation. To be completely honest, like I, I am not a huge fan of that. You never know what's going to happen in camp. You never know if something crazy as Dabo goes to the NFL next year, or um, you know, an, an injury or, or a transfer here or something else. Like, just way too early to say that. Um, I just think that what I'd like to see is um and this kind of leads into the next question is i'd like to see the defense continue with that lunch pail d mentality i'd like to see the growth of uh hendon hooker at quarterback and i'd like to see the growth of these younger guys that, that you know are going to get a chance to shine even more next year the uh Keyshawn kings of the world the chapmans of the world the tisdales of the world all these guys are gonna get better and um have learned a lot from this eight win season hopefully nine win season so um, instead of saying we better win X amount of games, I'm just I just think of it along the lines of I can't wait to see our young talent and how much better they've gotten over this off season and how the defense is going to compete next year. So that leads into the next question and the final question from Randito: um, Should the Lunchpail defense brand be retired? Uh, he spiced his own. He answered his question himself and said the correct answer is absolutely not, but would like to hear your take. And um, my answer is as I just said, I would love to see that. I think Daryl Tapp is a great person to carry on that tradition with Justin Hamilton. Um, if Jack in the Box is still around as well, that'd be excellent. Um, I would love to see that be here. It's a staple, it's hung up in the stadium, it's part of our history, and um, would love to see that stick around. Jay Ham
0: is the lead guy. He was the lunch pail guy. Daryl Tapp is on staff. He is the lunch pail guy. Pearson Prelo is involved. He's the lunch pail guy. Jack Tyler, he's the lunch pail guy. There's no reason for it to go away. I think it stays. I think we're going to have our own little unique rendition of the future of the lunch pail. But, um, it's Justin Hamilton's call, and he's going to make the right call, and we're going to Stick with him and ride with him, and it's
2: going to be awesome. Quick shout-outs. I got to shout out Samantha Seeger for graduating from nursing school this weekend at Northeastern with a 3.92 GPA. Absolutely unbelievable job. Finally got her Sons of Saturday sweatshirt. Fired up about that um and um spent a great weekend in boston got to see calvin klein obviously shout out to him shout out to J. rob shout out to Jalen hudson shout out to cj revis and shout out to you guys man it's been a ton of fun love to see that uh you're still tuning in talking during the off season talking about basketball talking about wrestling we got baseball around the corner we got a bunch of really cool stuff around the around the uh around the lot for you so uh pat you got anything else uh no shout outs just Happy uh, my sister got into
0: tech, but we already we already covered all that. Excited for four more years of me going to Blacksburg and people saying, What are you still doing here? <laughs> oh, I'm visiting my sister. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, everybody, it's been a ton of fun. We will talk to you next week. Uh, everybody enjoy the rest of this week and safe travels if you're headed back home for the holidays. And enjoy your week.
0: Ride you a